there's so much like pr so many like production tricks and like so many layers of things on the actual s recordings that I'm not like I don't want to try to replicate those in the live settings I don't want to use backing tracks like when I go to live shows the thing that I'm excited about is like seeing humans making music in front of you and so I'm like I want to see where each sound is coming from so I'm like let's not try to do like a poor copy of this song let's like get really good musicians and see what we can like interpret um here i am my approach to live shows is basically like i'm covering my own songs it's really weird because i'm not really speaking to you in front of me but i have to think of you in front of me because if i don't then i won't be able to speak to you how you doing? <laughs> this is the funnest thing that a human can do. What a time to be alive. 7.30 p.m. Goodness. Goodness, who thought the evening could get this late and yet so young? so young uh what's up people how are you guys doing uh it's, it is the wandering wolf i am yoni wolf i'm back back at you two two episodes in fairly quick su succession i hope that tickles you if it doesn't you know obviously you're not listening right now so we're all good wow i i hope i didn't come off too too dark uh, last episode, you know, I, 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 yeah, I've been going through it a little bit, but um, I'm, I'm picking up now a little more. I'm, I'm getting in my, in my work routine groove or trying to, anyway. Wrote out, I was like, all right, I'm gonna write out a schedule. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get into. And I, I'm, I am working on my, my mental health. Thanks for asking. Just trying uh, to live uh, with some, some, some grace. In this life, and with Grace, my my partner, um, I, I I am looking for a, a new therapist. Now, I'm not going back to some uh, regular ass vanilla apple pie talk therapy. No, no, I'm I'm on the hunt for a hypnotherapist. Uh, I have a friend in Philly that tried it and said that it really worked great for her and and I'm going to uh, I'm going to do it. I've I've searched around and had a few phone calls with some hypnotherapists some of which I believed were putting me uh, into a hypnotic trance in order to get my business even over the phone uh, but I'm too strong for that. My mind is too strong for that and I won't go for it. So I I haven't seen anyone yet but I'm still looking. Uh, I've been on psychology today, scraping the the uh, bottom of the barrel of the hypnotists who take Medicaid, and uh, I found one. There's one, literally one, in Cincinnati, and uh, I messaged him. I haven't heard back yet, but that was a Sunday. It was a Sunday, so it's okay. He'll get back to me, I'm sure. But if you are uh, a professional hypnotist in Cincinnati, fuck it. If you're an amateur and you would just want to give it a shot, uh, put Yoni in a trance. It could be like a, uh, uh, some kind of fundraising thing, like a dunk tank. Put Yoni in a trance. You can do it. I don't know. I'm looking around. Hopefully I'll find somebody. Why hypnotism? That sounds insane to you. 
Uh, that sounds really like uh, some, some cuckoo mumbo jumbo. Well, I don't know. I saw a chart on one of the hypnotist's website. Hypnotism worked, you know, hundreds of times faster than uh, talk therapy, that you really have to just slog it out in the talk therapy to, to uh, do as much good to yourself as one or two sessions of hypnotherapy would be. So I'm always looking for the quick result. You know, I, I, I haven't done meditation, you know, for, for, for 50 years, but I'll fucking, I'll pop a tab of acid every 10 years and see what happens with that. Okay, if you're a fan of this podcast, uh, go on over to patreon.com slash thewanderingwolf and you can pledge. You can you can be my patron, matron, vatron, and uh, basically I become your bootlicking slave uh, to do whatever it is your sick whimsy should uh, desire. And those of you that give $5 or more per month, you are my executive producers, and I read your names off in a list at the end of the show. Get ready for that at the end of the show. But before that, there's a whole middle section of the show that we're going to get to where I have a long conversation with my new friend, Barry Lindsay. Barry, uh, as she goes by for her music, just her first name, uh, is a phenomenal songwriter and musical artist. And you should check her out if you haven't already. We did... Uh, a great little six-week little. It was a long tour. We did a great little six-week long tour with Barry and her band in August, September. Yeah, what a pleasure, what a pleasant person, and a strong artist, just just someone that knows what they like. And this is me reading into her. I don't know her that well, but I can tell, you know? She's someone who has uh, a strong sense of what she likes and what she doesn't like. And that's really, in my opinion, what makes an artist great is just their, their sense of when, when there's a fork in the road and you can go on road A or road B, they know which way to go for what they want their stuff to be. Oh, I almost forgot to say, we have three shows in December. That's why. Uh, we have a show in Cleveland, a show in Pittsburgh, and a show in Philly. Okay, so that's the 19th, 20th, and 21st, uh, respectively. Gabby's World opening, come out to those. Those are going to be the last shows uh, for Y for quite some time. I don't know when we'll pick back up doing something or other, but there's nothing else in the in the uh, in the books. So it's going to be a while. Um, the Philly thing is a festival type thing that the front bottoms put on and that should be a hoot all right back to the the order at hand which is barry Lindsay at the fine line in the basement backstage uh sometime late december late september my conversation with barry Lindsay. Are you uh, thinking about starting the, doing headlining tours? I don't. I, mean, I think it's still a little while before we do that. I think maybe like another support tour, and then maybe headline. Kind of wait for the wait for another album to headline or something or something or, like that. I want it to be really worth it to to do a headlining tour. I mean, touring's really hard, obviously, as you know. I'm like, I don't, 
I don't want to just like go out for the sake of, you know, like, like building a market when it's like, oh, is there even going to be, is anyone even going to show up? Like, yeah. cause it's really, it can be like really demoralizing and stuff if you're just like <laughs> fleeing empty rooms. Like, yeah, we've done those shows and like, for sure. Yeah, we've done plenty of that. And yeah, it, it definitely, uh, you know, I think for me anyway, early on, it, it was like, you just deal with it and you're so focused and, and yeah. sort of like energized on like, you know, getting people to hear what you're doing and stuff that like, yeah. I kind of was okay with it back then. It was like, oh, 20 people it was like, all right, well, next time it'll be more, you know, whatever. Yeah, totally. Um, you just kind of do it. And we really did rough it out like that. We didn't do the support tour thing. I think it's very smart to do the support tour thing where you, you know, sort of slowly sort of gain audience from other people's audiences or whatever. Yeah. That's smart. We didn't really have... I feel like we just didn't even have that option. Like, there were a couple yeah. times where it was like, oh, so-and-so wants you to open for these two shows or whatever. Mm. Then we would do it. But, like, we didn't really have bigger bands that we could even tour with I feel like and what was your setup like early on too because if you guys cause like, on this tour you got so much gear and I imagine like an opening band that like travels that heavy would be hard to like <laughs> a hard sell yeah well I mean I guess we always had a decent amount of gear you know before we had all these you know synths and you know keyboards and stuff we would bring like heavy keyboard you know we would bring right. like one Rhodes or one Wurlitzer <laughs> um you know and lot, you know lots of amps and you know mm -hmm. but uh, not the lighting gear the lighting gear is the heaviest shit that right. we bring now which obviously a, as an opener we never we never had that <laughs> stuff and we only started messing with lighting two years ago you know what I mean okay. bringing a lighting engineer yeah so that's like that comes down the line I feel like yeah um but I don't know what. What do you do? You, do you like touring okay, or is it a struggle for you personally? Yeah, I like it. But yeah, we keep doing like this is the second one that's been like a forty day tour, so that's been kind of my only experience of touring. Is like doing really long ones. I'm like, man, this is really tiring. <laughs> How do people do this? And then I realize that a lot of people just do like two or three weeks, and that seems like much more manageable but this has been very yeah i think uh, partic like particularly because you guys have been doing this for a while you know how to make them like sustainable and like you know how to you like treat us well and you know you look out for us and that makes a huge, huge I, I difference hope, i hope we're looking out for you guys you know um i yeah i i can i can only hope uh but yeah i mean i guess you get to a point where if you're doing it for a long time you either like burn out on it or yeah. you like have to like all right I'm gonna take a little less money and like make this a little yeah. easier on on our lives and um, and so yeah we've we've done the latter I guess and kind yeah. of made it sustainable enough um, well, I, for a um, while. I mean I never really like set out to be a performer like I like I started doing music in like middle school high school or whatever just like making music on my laptop and like I was like I want to write music I want to score things and I want to write music for other people and it kind of just like little by little I ended up kind of being like in bands and playing music in bands but I was like never intended to do that like let alone be like the front person of a band or like have a solo project and so touring has always been like since that's like the weakest part of my like my like place in music I'm always like I find it really hard because I'm like because I have a hard time writing on tour and so I'm not doing the thing that I'm strongest at, and I'm kind of like, wait, what am I, what am I doing in music? Like, this is so confusing. Like, my I could not relate more. Right? 
It's so yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, I think you and I both, as as like songwriters, that's where our strength lies. Yeah. And recording artists, and yeah, it feels funny. If I never, I also never set out to be a performer. So yeah, it, it's oh, like really? that's absolutely. Funny. That's surprising. Like, that's it's not, such a natural. Not at all natural. Huh. I am an introverted person. Like mm. I feel weird on stage. I mean. You know, you get used to it. Like, I'm not nervous right. anymore. You know, I don't think you're nervous probably doing it anymore. But, yeah. but uh, you know, it sort of feels unnatural or feels like a rehash of something that has already been dealt with, you know, yeah. to come back to the old songs. Does it, do you feel that way? I mean, you, you only have one official album so far, right? Yeah. You have more stuff, obviously. You've been, you've done work for quite some years, I'm sure. Yeah. But, like, one official thing out or whatever. Yeah. Um... You know, does it does it feel like a bummer playing those songs? Do they feel like old songs already, or or do you still feel fresh? Like you guys got to hear this, right? Well, I guess I mean they definitely feel like it's crazy because it's like a lot of those songs I wrote, you know, like six plus years ago. But my approach to to live shows is like basically like I'm covering my own songs because like there's so much like pr- so many like production tricks and like so many layers of things on the actual recordings that I'm not, like, I don't want to try to replicate those in the live settings. I don't want to use backing tracks. Like, when I go to live shows, the thing that I'm excited about is, like, seeing humans making music in front of you. And so I'm like, I want to see where each sound is coming from. So I'm like, let's not try to do, like, a poor copy of this song. Let's, like, get really good musicians and see what we can, like, interpret and make from these songs. So it's been really exciting because, like, I'm working with new, like, touring musicians too, and it's been really fun to be, like, oh, okay, I see you have a really, really good voice, and oh, shit, you can play, like, this instrument. And, like, trying to work with these new things and and also, like, my own limitations and our limitations as only being four people with, you know, one instrument each and seeing what we can make of these songs. So in that way, it's been fresh and new and fun and exciting, and, and I haven't gotten sick of it yet. Um, but I can see, you know, like, five years from now, if I had to play these songs still... Like, maybe I might start to right. But then again, maybe in five years I can afford to, like, bring a brass ensemble or, like, a string quartet or, like, whatever. Who knows what, like, equipment and people have access to at that point. So it's like, just keep making it interesting for myself. And I think people who are into the music will also find it interesting just because they've naturally been hopefully drawn to my, my like, sensibility. Yeah. I guess. How about How about you? Like... You also get a lot of people like shouting out songs that you yeah. guys don't play because I imagine you got yeah, a catalog. Yeah, we have a, we have a big catalog, so yeah, there's lots of. But yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like what you're saying is smart though. Like I think it's good to, yeah. I mean, one way to do it would be like you go out with yourself or one other person and have backing tracks and do all that, and it's like sounds like the full album. But it's, yeah, but yeah, I feel like. I think that would get so boring. I think that would get boring, and especially for your stuff, it has a, it has like a very human quality. Like it would feel, it kind of would feel wrong. Like I think when people have like tons of electronic elements and stuff like that in their music, like you can sort of get away with doing backing tracks, and it like feels sort of like okay, this is like 
some mechanical portion and then there's yeah. a more human element on top and there's a lot of, it works for some and people and but. that's not to say there are also some people who are just like incredible natural performers and like you could watch them like Alex Cameron like when I saw him play he was it was just him and his saxophonist and he played like his backing tracks from an iPad and he's so engaging and charismatic that the yeah. whole show is just like oh shit <laughs> definitely I mean there's 100% in on this like rappers have been yeah. just rapping off of a track for you know 40 years or whatever yeah. and it it works if the rapper is compelling yeah so yeah it can be done but but i don't know for your the sensibility of your music it feels like live music it feels like a band playing i think it's good to have what like you're saying you know be able to go out with a four-piece band be able to go out solo and just play the songs on a guitar be able to go yeah. out with a brass ensemble depending on the budget of yeah. what you're doing and that make that may mean you know you have like one museum show that's like we'll pay you thirty thousand dollars you know if you yeah. orchestrate this whole big thing or yeah. you know that might mean in in five years you're able to defer all your shows because your you know your music is played in all the whole foods not just the one that i saw it heard it in and uh wherever that was for portland or something um so yeah that i think that's that's smart though and 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 to be able to go out solo when you need to and just I play stuff low key. Would you, have you ever done that? I haven't, but I definitely am open to it and kind of like slightly scared of it. Yeah. In a, in a way that means like it's probably going to be a, a good thing, you know? Yeah. But yeah, some of the songs I've been trying to figure out how to like arrange on, you know, just piano and just guitar. And yeah. That's part of the thing. That's like part of the test for me too when I write songs or put them on an album and like would these work as like campfire songs just like if someone put these chords on ultimate guitar and just like played them like with their friends would it still work like without like the juno or whatever that, yeah exactly that. so yeah if they <laughs> so now i'm putting my own test to the test to see like do these songs actually work so in 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 response to that like does that mean you're not writing them like campfire songs are you writing them la layering and producing like not they're 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 not like standalone songs on guitar and then you bring them to the group or something no no not at all it's i write like the demos are fleshed out like i know the synth sounds and i like this like the production is pretty much all in there like and then of course when i go into the actual studio like beef things up a bit but for the most part like i have all the parts and i have i, I don't even i've never really even done well, I guess that's not true. Sometimes I'll do covers of songs, and that's when I'll be like, okay, this Tom Petty song is just like, whatever. These chords. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'll, like, make, I'll kind of, like, make it more ornamental and stuff and, like, make it more complex that way. But yeah. I find that really hard to do. I find it way easier just to, like, bang it all out. In, how would, how bang you it out in your, like, in, in... Like, in logic. In logic. And do, like, layer, layer, layer. Okay, chorus. Just layer, with, layer, layer, layer. Okay, even with, with, like, soft synths and, and just, like, stuff in there that you won't use later, necessarily, but... Yeah, although for the most part, you use a lot of the same stuff. Using, but like, yeah. Like, on this last album, like, we... Um, so I have all these plugins, and a lot of them are just, like based on, you know, like, OB or Juno or whatever, and we'll use a real one in the final. Or sometimes we're like, no, this sounds great. Yeah. Like, I think snobs would say that, you know, plugins are crap and that you can tell the difference, but I don't know. Like, oh, they're no, really good yeah, these days. Sometimes it doesn't matter. I don't know. Matter, I, don't know. Yeah. I think it's... I don't know. I, I'm not really that picky about that kind of thing. So, yeah. like, we recorded all the guitar stuff because... Um, um, because why not? Like, he has access to a lot more, like, pedals and stuff yeah. like that. But, um, 
I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty confident about, like, I'm pretty sure about what I want the sounds to be, and, and they, they don't change too, too much. On the album, some of them did change, like, uh, um, more than others, but, um, yeah, the whole sound is pretty, like, in detail at the time, just but, at the end of the demo stage. Okay, but I want to go back to the, the before that, like, yeah. so what will you have going into, like, when you, you're going to open up a Logic file, like, alright, yeah. I have this new song I'm going to work on here, what will you have before that? Will you have little bits and pieces, and then sort of piece them together in Logic, or how does that yeah. work? Okay, so... All my logic files are just absolute like disasters. It looks like a hoarder's house. It's like I have like, you know, like 50 tracks and like 1500 measures of just shit. Basically the way I start a song is like, it all happens pretty quickly. Like I'll find, I'll mess around with whatever sounds and find like a synth sound that I like and I'll noodle in pretty quickly. I have like a little riff that I like or a chord progression. And if it doesn't happen really quickly, then it's like, oh, okay, I'm not in the mood for this. And I just go and work on revisions or something. Uh -huh. And then, so I'll start with a little loop of the thing I like, and then I'm like, okay, I hear this now. It feels like it needs this. And I make really quick decisions, and I'll be like, okay, I want to add a bass. Oh, no, bass didn't work. Okay, never mind. All right, let me try a guitar. I have a vocal melody I want to try here. And then, like, the end of whatever session I have, usually, like, the full like, verse or chorus or whatever. It's, like, really quick decisions, and the sounds that I pick initially are usually the ones that are stay in the end. I think it's just... For having done this for like 15 years, because I remember when I first started. You started songs. as a little, as a kid. Yeah, because like when I was first started, or when I got, let's see, when I think when I got like my first computer, it was like in high school, middle school, or whatever. And it was right when Garage Band was like on the laptops, mm -hmm. and so I was just like so into that, <laughs> and I just just started making really you know crappy songs from age. 14, 15, didn't play them for anybody. But that's cool. That's how you always did it, is kind of like, lay, was layering, not not yeah, like layering. as a guitar player, songwriter, yeah, totally. or whatever. Okay, yeah, that's totally. cool. That's how about cool. you? How do you do it? I wouldn't necessarily see that in your music. I might think yeah. that you wrote the, the songs, because they feel like cohesive, like they work as campfire songs. So to me, mm. I mean, I assume, I don't know, but they seem like they're cohesive like that. Um, Sometimes I try writing it like that as like a challenge to be like, can you write like a something that like the way that I hear like a like a Tom Petty song and like mm -hmm. man it feels like such a pure song right? like can I do that like as a challenge yeah and then and then sometimes the songs that come out of that I'm like oh this is really fun it feels like like trying to write like a classic pop song yeah. or something, and it's and sometimes it works and those I'm always really proud of those ones because I'm like oh shit like this feels like real like old-fashioned songwriting there's some, there's something to be said for that. There's definitely something to be said for that, and I I, I I vacillate between doing that on piano. I don't really play guitar. Yeah. I'm learning guitar now. Um, oh yeah, I've seen you. Yeah, acoustic. I'm just yeah. I'm just trying to like. I've played guitar on recordings, you know, since the beginning, but cool. but never like fluently at all. So I'm kind of learning yeah. how to switch chords on my left hand, you know, um, and all that, and pick and stuff like that. Um, Guitar's hard. It's so I feel like a hard. On guitar, yeah, yeah, it's so hard. You sound hard. great on guitar. No, but a lot of like early recordings too. I just like record one one chord at a time. Me too. Stop, punch in. Right? Me too. Yeah. It's so hard to you're like, man. I've got like four, three out of the four strings sound great, and this yeah. one I just can't push down hard enough. Yep. It's like, what the hell? Absolutely. So like, yeah, I've done a lot of that, and you know, I mean, obviously, I have tons of friends that are really good at guitar, so mm -hmm. I have one of them come and yeah. do it. Usually, Matt will come and play. 
He's so um, good. He's so good. So there hasn't really been a reason for me to learn, but I just feel yeah. like, well, you know, I need to start edifying, you know, myself. Is that the proper way of saying that? Sounds good to me. <laughs> I need to start learning uh, some stuff. So I, I've decided to, to almost do uh, whatever, the adult college version right. of, of uh, learning how to play guitar. But it surprises me how many people, there's so many people that can play guitar, like even just like yeah. random, just random person yeah. just play like chords on a guitar like I know it's frustrating it's really hard I'm like how <laughs> do you learn that they make it look so easy too. yeah they do yeah they do like people who can like switch around between instruments like like very easily yeah yeah like I can kind of fake crazy. it but like people who are really like yeah. can just sit down and like jam like Damn. I mean, it's that it's that ten thousand hours thing, and I just yeah. never I never put that in on on any instrument. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm fluent on piano. I feel comfortable on piano, mm -hmm. um, but definitely I never put that time into to be like a good yeah. player. But as a songwriter, I can write songs on piano sometimes. Going back to that, yeah. Other times I do like what you're talking about and layering and coming mm -hmm. up with interesting textures and sort of figuring stuff out on top of that. Or, yeah. For this last album, you know, Josiah would pass me some stuff that he had work, worked oh, cool. on, and um, and I would sort of come up with ways to, you know, sing sing on that stuff and alter it and develop it and stuff like that. Um, so do you, like, what do the demos sound like? Like, what does a wide demo sound like pre-studio? Well, like, studio? there's not really, see, the last two albums we've recorded at home, so there's not really demos in that way. Like I, I always have sort of like just voice note recordings of little parts and things like that. But, mm -hmm. but like, I feel like the demos just get layered on to the point until they're done. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, yeah. because when you're recording at home, it's just like, what's the difference? Yeah. Um, and if you have the tempo right, just keep layering, just get get rid it. of old shit, and get yeah, you know. Yeah. So they kind of develop into that. But for older stuff. You know, uh, I used to do demos on like a cassette eight track just because mm -hmm. that's how I came up mm -hmm. recording and it was the most comfortable for me and quick, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I would kind of just play instruments into that and sing on it, you know. Mm -hmm. But usually that would be like a song I had written more in the campfire style, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because you have to be able to play on the you know you kind of have to be able to play your bed track on there because you can't yeah. chop it up on, yeah. the, on the uh so yeah you kind of play your bed track through and then play stuff to that so yeah did a lot of that um on the first several albums and i don't know demoed one album on with pro tools files uh mm -hmm. that we later recorded on tape so either I'm recording on tape for demoing or for the for the actual thing, and then yeah, and the, and the opposite for the demos. But honestly, we've done it every which way you can imagine. You know what I, I mean? That's like, cool. yeah. yeah, I remember like hearing an interview with Phoenix, and they're talking about how every album they they like start on a new like DAW or a whole new system because they want to like. They want to just have no idea what they're doing and just experiment. Which yeah, is, I, I think, think that's cool. It's a pretty I, cool I, approach. It, it's it's cool and it's also frustrating. It also it also yeah, protracts the the process quite a bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like a process that may have been streamlined can take five years when it would have been two months or whatever. Yeah. But but like yeah, the, just 
that it forces you into really contemplating every move you make rather than yeah. going on muscle memory for for like oh how do I, what do I always do now I always do yeah. you know drums next I always do bass next after that and then I do guitar after that yeah. you know like yeah. I think it is good to switch it up just to because you might unveil some new yeah thing yeah I think that's true sense I guess I always told myself I was like I'm gonna as soon as I feel like I've exhausted all my options in logic and with my instruments then like then maybe completely change things but it, it never feels like every time I sit down to make something I'm always like excited about some new thing that that's like or some no something that I've already had like on my computer or in my arsenal and, or like I'll get like like I just got this dulcimer and it's like oh shit there's a whole that's new that's a whole another world, whole other world right there and I, and I just like inherited my grandmother's harp and I'm like oh shit this is gonna keep me excited for like a whole year yeah so it's like I don't know just adding little things here and there totally keeps me excited but I can I can see I mean Phoenix has been making records for you know almost decades at this point but like mm-hmm. so I can see getting to a point of being like no like fuck it I'm gonna use like I'm gonna use whatever Cubase or something <laughs> and like right. I'm gonna or I'm gonna off. try to just make it on like a four track yeah but I don't know for the time being I'm still like excited about the things that I've been using for the last whatever 10 years I, you know honestly you know in speaking of that approach like the Phoenix approach or like what we've done I don't know that that's the best way I just know yeah. that like you know, I almost feel like if I'm not like, if I'm not like slaving away, if it's not like arduous, the process, then it's like not real or something. But yeah. I don't know that that's true. I, yeah. I, you know, I have plenty of friends who, you know, have sort of like a, a built in workflow, you know, a, a thing that they do that mm-hmm. like, here's how I get the thing to from A to Z. And like, and they work fast and they mm-hmm. do, you know, almost, I feel like for nowadays, like this, that, that thing that we just talked about, the change it up every single time is almost like a, an approach. I feel like for like 20 years ago or 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like you kind of like to just to stay afloat in the industry, you kind of have to have shit out so often. Yeah. You don't have the time to that learn. You don't have the time. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you might as well just keep your system streamlined and kind of, obviously yeah. just vary what you write or whatever and yeah that's true it's also like there's so like there's so many variables if it's a whole new program and and whatever like new experiences are going on in your life and whatever else you've learned it's nice to have just some kind of like fixed yeah constant you can be like okay well i know i'm going to use logic or whatever your thing is and i know the constraints of that program and then everything else is totally free for all and right if you get that. if you get fast on a, on a daw like I don't think there's any reason to that's just insane <laughs> just, to, to like be like yeah tie your right hand behind your back yeah exactly yeah. like i'm just gonna use this element of, yeah. you know but i maybe they're talking about like ableton versus pro tools or something you know what i mean like yeah. that's so different like yeah. the approach the approach to how people use ableton versus a more like like input based thing like pro yeah. tools logic is somewhere in the middle i feel like yeah it's it's funny people are super loyal to their dog. I've just used Pro Tools. Yeah. For the last since like oh five oh six or something. Before that, I had something called Digital Performer, mm. which was a more old school thing. I don't know if it's still around even. Maybe it is, but I don't know. You get comfortable with you get what you. I don't think yeah. it really matters. No. Ultimately. Maybe it sounds like you no matter what. Sometimes. Exactly. It's, I mean, I know it's what you put into it. Yeah. I really say that like Logica is more like. 
like Lodger's better for writing and Pro Tools has better like engineering stuff. But I don't so know. like, wh- when did you know you wanted to like write songs or something, or were you just like messing around on GarageBand as a fourteen-year-old kind of thing? Right. I was started taking piano lessons when I was like eight or something, and I like right away was started just like writing things like on piano, just like little like two measure chord progressions and like um, just notating them. You would take me forever to figure out how to notate them because I could read music, but I was, you know, just learning. You would like transcribe the things. I'd be like, yeah, I don't really like that. Yeah, exactly. For lessons kind of thing. Like did the teacher know you were doing that? No, I didn't tell anybody. I was just kind of like, I really like the sound of this chord into this chord. And then I would take like 10 minutes to write, you know, the two chords. (laughs) Rather than just write, because you didn't know the names of them or something. Because like, I don't know. I think I was like, this is how I don't you do know, maybe it. it was just like, I was like, no, this is how you write music because I was yeah. eight and like that's my experience of like notated music was sheet music, like piano yeah. sheet music. So yeah. I think I still have like, you know, these like, <laughs> like scribbles back in my parents' house of like these little progressions. E to B, like, man. E to B, E to B, E B, E B, E B. Yeah. But that's where it started. And from there I was like, oh, I really like making stuff up. And then... Actually, I hadn't thought about this in a long time, but there's some computer part. There's like online. I remember some website that was like, it was very early days of like having fun things online, you know, like E-Bombs World days. And they had something where it was like some icon of someone like guitarist and then a drummer and a piano. And I think there was like three options for each player and, you know, like loops. And you could combine like piano player playing like sample A and guitarist on C and like not the n- keys or anything, but, like, you know, yeah, yeah. number one, number th- whatever. And I remember just, like, being like, oh, shit, layering these things is so fun. I was like, this is what I want to do. And I remember, like, something really clicked, and I was like, I love, like, adding these things together. And then yeah. and I was just talking in the van the other day, actually, about how I did, like, percussion ensemble in high school and like, took drum lessons for a bit, and the drum teacher was awesome, but he was, he was like a jazz drummer. So he showed up like maybe half the time. Right. <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah. So like percussion ensemble, a lot of the times, like it would just be us. And so I'd be like, just jamming, just jamming. Yeah. And like, since I was one of the older kids, like when I got to be one of the older kids, I was like, all right, you play this and you play this and you play this. And then I was like, this is the funnest thing that a human can do. <laughs> just like, just to hear all the parts interlock. Yeah. Yeah. And just like making things up and like building a song. And like doing it live too with people, like, and I was like, oh. And then GarageBand came along, and I was like, oh, yep. <laughs> this is yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. There is there's something about that. What is it like about people playing together and the way the parts inter- interlock and the dis- like the sum is greater than the parts. Yeah. It's so cool, and just yeah. like you have one p- person playing something like on its own, you're like, that sounds pretty cool, and then you have someone come and join them on another part, and you're like whoa, that makes me hear the first thing totally differently and in a new, cool, exciting way. And then you have a third part, and it's like, oh, my God, that changes everything again. And it's just like, man, this is so fun. This reminds me of the, uh, the Sly and the Family Stone song. You know what I'm talking <laughs> no, about? No, which one? I, I, I can't, you know, so-and-so on the drums, and then, da, 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 and, like, yeah. the drums are starting, like, yeah. and then the bass came in. Yeah, I, totally. I can't remember what song it is, but some stupid, like, you know, live yeah. thing. But, but, like, yeah. Or, like, the Leonard Bernstein, like, he did, like, the um, Orchestra for Kids series. Okay, I don't know if I'm that familiar with it. It's, um, he did, he would do, like, a kind of lecture series, but for kids, for, like, appreciating the orchestra, appreciating yeah. classical music. And they oh, dude, did, I've um, heard that. 
Yeah. And then they did, um, I can't remember what piece they did, but he was like, and this is what the trumpets are playing. And then you get to hear the trumpet part solo. And then you like, and this is what the French horns are doing. And this is what the cello, like, and like, I remember being like, oh my God. That's mind blowing. That's so yeah. cool. So, I mean, even orchestration still is, to this day is like my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Which I never get to do, obviously, because I don't have access to an orchestra or I, string players, but. I love that as well. I, I, I've sort of also come to the opposite as yeah. like a as a, like a mixing guy or like mm. whatever where i i like sort of geek out on individual sounds too like mm. when you just mentioned that leonard bernstein thing like i can see how i probably would have been like ooh i like just just the trombones like, yeah. like you know like there's something <laughs> yeah. about like teasing out like stripping things down totally. stripping away this other stuff where you can hear the detail in one sound that, that you can geek out on. Totally. And I have this problem often, like, when I'm going through demos, I'm like, oh, I really like that sound on its own. And when it's in the context, like, you can't really hear it. Like, is there any way where I can have that just alone? Like, do I cut this down? Should I have a bridge of just that? And then you're like, oh, I also like this other sound that's in there. I couldn't even really hear that. And it's like... It's, it's hard to really do. really hard. And, it's, and simplicity, I think, in minimalism is definitely, like like that's one lesson I've learned over the years in music like I because I love to layer I always do way too much yeah and so the lesson has been like learning how to strip away same but man it's so tempting to just keep going and it keep is. adding and adding I and think adding. I think both are I think variance is good so I think yeah. sometimes having just one little thing because it sounds everything sounds so big if it's just like your vocal and like some kind of like string pad or something underneath it yeah. or like you know and then the vocal can be so detailed and up front and the string pad is in the distance and the, you know yeah but then there's also something about when things get intense and then just having all everything totally you know um so yeah i i think for me and something a trick that i do a lot in mixing is um as anyone who's worked with me knows is is mm. like go through and say okay well what what elements are essential right here in the song like you just said and mm -hmm. be like okay well you know the this you know bass guitar sounds so awesome it's got to be featured somewhere or yeah. you know the vocal wants to be really up front here so let's get rid of anything that'll that'll you know cover it up and sort of just like pick picking and choosing different parts for like different um parts you know yeah. different different sections for different parts yes yes totally yeah yeah I, yeah i think do you mix do you do your own mixing of your stuff? yeah for the last couple things. oh really yeah yeah that's impressive i i think mixing is so hard it's so hard how do, what's your like i don't do know how good i am at it i mean like <laughs> it I, sounds good i know sound great thank you if you think that thank you i mean i i go through and you know i i know sort of you know i've mixed with en enough like pro big time engineering types mm -hmm. that like i sort of know the workflow you know mm -hmm. or like the signal chain flow in you know internally or whatever mm -hmm. with just you know with all my auxes and things mm -hmm. um but i don't know i you know i i, I just i actually got really discouraged yesterday yeah. i was listening to the new frankie cosmos album mm. and like I was like, oh my god, this sounds so big and good. And then yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well let me. It was I was just on Spotify listening to it, and then yeah. I was like, I should just. 
it's like the same thing that you would do on like Instagram where you're looking at people's vacations or something. But yeah. like, I was like, I should just see, just see what my music sounds like <laughs> oh, against no. this, you know? And then I was like, oh, because it sounds so quiet, you know? Yeah. They're recording their shit in in studios with yeah. outboard gear, real nice outboard shit, you know? Yeah. And, and like, I don't know. And a professional engineer, frankly, and like going then going to my stuff, it, there's just like a slight lo-fi quality that I feel like my mixes have um, that I haven't quite been able to to uh, get rid of, and and don't always want to get. You know, I sometimes yeah. like that quality. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it it does seem like there's like, what is that thing? Like, what is that mixer doing that I don't know about? And like I've since I've worked with mixing engineers, I've been like, teach me like yeah. what what am I missing? And everything they say makes sense and I try it myself and I'm like, why does it but still not sound? Some of it really does just come down to gear. Like, some of mm. it comes down to like yeah. circuitry and tubes and like just the way a sound goes through those kind of high-end electronics, you know, versus mm. like everything being internal. Yeah. You know, like, I have lots of decent plugs. I don't have like the special UA right. package or whatever, but like, I have decent ones and and I can get it to a point, but yeah, I feel like there's, or maybe it's just me. I don't know. Well, so I got to a point where I was just like, man, it's just some people have the right ears for yeah. mixing, and like that's also that's totally cool. Like I know I'm never gonna like play guitar like Matt, and that's totally cool too. And like, right. a I can either ask Matt to you know play guitar for with me, exactly. and like, or maybe I want to have my own kind of janky little totally. Thing. It doesn't like, sound janky to me, too. You, <laughs> I, I thought you were professional. I thought you were pro. That's, that's nice of you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, uh, I'm impressed, though, that you do your own mixing. It's like, I, wouldn't, I would not trust myself to do mixing on my own, like, professional recordings. I just yet. feel like I got to a point where, like, like I've worked with a lot of... And, and, and I, should, I should say, I had help on this last album by my friend Josh Berg, who's mm -hmm. actually from here. So oh, I, nice. got a, I got a shout out, Josh. Um, you know, he kind of took the mixes to another level. Like where like mm -hmm. I would I would do it and then he would take them and kind of juice up the stems basically mm -hmm. and like make them a little bolder. And then a couple things he did even more. So I should say that I had a little help on this last one. But the Moline one I did by myself, that was yeah. the one previous. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I'll do that for the next one. You know, I almost feel like it takes mm -hmm. me so long. It's such an arduous process. And, uh, you know, I, I, but I, I just feel like I, I sat with people for years and sort of worked with other engineers. And I, I honestly don't love being in that position where I feel like I'm like bossing somebody around too much. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I, that's just how I am. Like, I, I'm very opinionated and like, I always feel like, I know when it sounds right or wrong to me, and I, I can't refrain myself from, from saying so. Yeah. And so I just felt like, well, let me just try to do it. Because I, I had sat with those people enough that I learned how, how to ba do the basics, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there's also the... We worked with the producer, Jake Aaron, on our album. Okay. And he's, he's a really good mixer and producer, and he mixed and produced... Did he record it too, or or does he just come in later? Um, no, it's kind. Of, it was a mix because we didn't have that much time, so it was mostly yeah. We recorded a lot with him in his studio in Brooklyn, 
And then, like, all the vocals, like, just to save time, I recorded them myself, yeah. like, on my own. And, and we kept some of the original, like, stems and stuff. But we recorded a lot of stuff with him. Um, but he's, he was like, he was like, yeah, I'll mix this record because it's going to keep, you know, costs down and, like, it'll keep it cohesive. But he was like, or, uh, he was like I'd rather not, like, I prefer not to produce and mix the same things because it's, like, good to have new ears Fresh on or something. Ears, yeah, because, yeah. like, it's... Yeah, you need to have objective. So like, I remember when like hearing that Kevin Parker like, like rec writes, records, produces, mixes, and masters everything. It's like, how? Who's that? Kevin Parker? Oh, Tana Paula. Okay, Tana Paula. Yeah. I was like, that is insane to like master your own thing too on top of all of that. Like he's just. And this stuff sounds great. Yeah, actually. it's just dunking on all of us. <laughs> I yeah, I mean you know some people get their thing and they and especially you know he is he's probably doing a lot internally and I mean I don't really have any idea to be honest or he probably I, has I don't know what awesome the actual studio. who knows what the actual like yeah process is like but I, was, I just can't imagine doing all that I would just think like man you'd be just your ears would just reject these songs after too long yeah you do I I remember hearing that about. Uh, boards of Canada that they did that oh, even they ma mastering their own stuff and that seemed crazy to me but yeah I, I I don't know I some people have it like that and they have yeah. their own little private thing that they really understand and know exactly how they want mm -hmm. and those are usually the people that like I said have that like sort of workflow down you know what yeah. I'm saying where they're like just feed it into the the signal chain and it, it should be good you know what I mean like yeah and they don't have to yeah, like totally. slave over every little like yeah, detail because they already have it down yeah um and that those are the people that will survive in the new in the new economy yeah <laughs> god bless them <laughs> yeah uh but yeah I I don't know I I, I uh we'll see where I'm going next I I probably will do something more uh, a little outside of myself next, I would yeah. say. Probably. What are, you, what are you thinking? Do you have anything in mind? You kind of just. I do. I have some ideas in mind. Um, Not. But I don't have anything written. I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I just sort of want to like do something. Like you see how we do these like encores. How we've been doing that like yeah, acoustic encore thing. I want to do something inspired by that sort of mm. like super stripped down mm -hmm. and like. Um, maybe played performed live you know maybe with baffles or or maybe not maybe just in a room with let the sound leak mm -hmm. you know but have tight mics on things but also yeah like nice stereo pairs and things like that right. um it is crazy how good it sounds with just the one mic i have to say good <laughs> I, you know i've never heard it out there i don't know but right. like that's good to know um but yeah some, something something in that in that vein maybe with like mm -hmm. just more like an acoustic album or something but this is cool. just like ruminations this might not happen for five years i don't know mm. you know and uh i also am like sort of shifting and seeing what else other than like album tour album tour you know yeah. some some what else i can do with my life so i'm sort of keeping those options open and whatnot what's up for you post tour do you know is it just well, we're you know we're going to Europe in a month. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I, I you know I have just some a couple little things to sort of work on while I'm home for that month, but mostly just to relax. You know I think mm -hmm. and try to um get back to some semblance of normalcy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like tour yeah. kind of throws me off. It's just a weird. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing to do. Yeah, it is really weird. You know, what about you? What what do you have other tours planned? Or are you chill for a bit? We're or? going to Europe also, actually. Okay. Similar time. We were just talking with I think Doug about it, and it looks like we're like almost exact opposite. Like you guys end in Denmark, we start in Denmark. We like well, maybe, maybe we'll we cross paths in Luxembourg. <laughs> yeah. At a coffee uh, stop <laughs> on the highway. Hopefully, hopefully that happens. Yeah. But after that. Um, I kind of want to do nothing all winter. I want to go. I was thinking about, like, just finding out, like, my day job there. Like, Dom and I work at this, like, like metal shop. And they're going to, like... Me- c- like you do welding and shit? No. It's more, like, polishing and, like, um, buffing and, like, shipping out these, like, um, kind of, like, jewelry and, like... It's, it's, a, it's a great place. It's called Craig Hill. It's, like, our friends run it. Um, cool. But, like, yeah, they're, like, cutting all the part-time jobs, which is all touring musicians and hiring, like, someone full-time. So I'm kind of like, huh, like, maybe I should, like, I was like, maybe I'll go back to New England for, like, a few months and just, like, hole up, like, no money in, no money out, and, like, write and just see what happens. Because the last three years I've just been in New York, like, full-on New Yorking and, like, Stressful. It's so yeah. It's like even when you're trying to like lay low, there's you're still not doing so much. Yeah. It's like I don't want to just like see what happens. Just like I just remove myself. Would you just stay with your folks for a bit or something? Probably. My brother lives up there too. I might crash with him. I've got friends that live up there, but I'd I'd try to just like. And this is Boston proper or or in the outside. Outside the city, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. My yeah, my brother and friends live in the city, but um, my parents are outside the city, and they've got like. My brother in high school had this band, and they set up the garage for this band. So my brother's drum kit and all these amps and stuff are still in the garage. Get so it? Claim like, that shit. Yeah, and like, That's and like the neighbors are far away, so like you can just play as late as you want. And so I'm kind of like, right now recording in my apartment in New York. It's like, come like 1 a.m. I'm like whisper singing. Right. So. Which be, may yield a different result. Might yield yeah, a cool result. Yeah. You know, a little. Uh, What's her name? That new, uh, uh, this like 16-year-old British girl. Uh, British girl. I can't remember her name. Anyway. She's screamer or is it a soft? Uh, no, very, very soft. Like, I'm the bad Not, guy. Oh, Billie Eilish. I'm the bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah just yeah, like yeah, whispering. That is whispering. But, um, but anyway, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that could be cool to go up there. I, I moved in when I was around 30. Yeah. I moved back to Cincinnati um, I had been living in Oakland, California, mm-hmm. in Berkeley, mm-hmm. and moved back there and moved in with my parents for a year. Mm. And, um, you know, there were drawbacks and it was tough and weird at times, yeah. you know. Um, but I, I, it was cool. I, I, I demoed for, for an album, you know, like there. I, I yeah. set up a little setup in there. They're so kind to, like, accommodate. Now, they don't have a big house or anything, so I just mm-hmm. set up, like, in their like dining room basically I, I commandeered it and made it my studio and um yeah there was something really cool about that yeah about about just sort of having that sort of like no responsibility like a kid you know yeah. and just doing that that thing and yeah not having much money coming in and out I got a nice gym membership at my mom's gym Nice. That she that she goes to uh, still like almost every day, and I would just go do that, and like so I would do. I had this plan where I would 
finish a demo every Friday and mm. then like take Saturday off, go to the gym, work out, sit in the steam room, and then go to Whole Foods, get some like potato chips, and then go to a movie and eat, eat the potato that's, chips in the movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was like my, the and, then, and then Sunday start, start my new demo. Oh, that was I like love my, the sound of that. Yeah, and I did yeah. that for 19 weeks. Um, and uh, and then sent those to the the guys and we sort of and we made an album yeah so it's, I mean also like I don't get to see like my brother just had another kid and like I never get to see them except over FaceTime like my dad my dad has cancer he's had it for five years and he's sorry. been doing well thank you he's he's been doing really well I mean he's in Boston like you know the best possible place to be for yeah for like he's got lung cancer but like recently he got he had to start on chemo again. And like so it's like who knows what's gonna happen so right. i was like like this is like just go be with you i'm over dad, here still talking about know? music but yeah this is real life shit <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, like this is that's honestly like i need to like learn how to have an actual life yeah <laughs> but that like, is so important yeah. i think you should definitely go up and just be with your family and just yeah. be and just live a life yeah and make music when you do yeah and I mean, in my head, I was like, yeah, and I'll have, because it's, it's, I mean, if you're living with your parents, like, yeah, that feels kind of bleak, but like, even if, even if you're there, because like, he's sick, and like, if you're helping out, like, that's another thing, but have the purpose, the side purpose of being like, I'm gonna write some music, too, and like, yeah. I have my own purpose in this that's like, outside of this situation, and like, and who knows, maybe he'll be fine, maybe things will go south, but like, also, like, I think some really, like, beautiful music could come out of that situation, too. Definitely. And, like, it's kind of the opposite of New York, which I think is a good thing to just, like... Yeah. Like, you get... It's so easy to get just, like, so consumed. I, c I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do the New York thing. I, I feel so, like it would so just much. be too much energy coming at me. Like, not enough yeah. settledness. Totally. It's, it's a lot. I also, like, I moved to New York... And um, because my manager at the time set me up with these like really wonderful people there to start a band with them, and I kind of like just joined their community, which is like their DJs and producers, and like really involved in like house music and like party scene in New York. And like it was really cool to be part of that, but it was very different from who I am naturally and what I'd been doing. And so once we parted ways, I was like wait, who am I in New York City if I'm not, like, with these people? Because, like, that's, like, the first people that I befriended in New York. So, like, my whole community was that. And then, like, when we went off and did our own things, I'm kind of, like, figuring out who I am now. And it's been it's been cool with this tour because in recruiting people for this tour, I was, like, um, kind of tapping into a whole other musical community in New York like a lot of the you know live performer people less less of the producers and DJs and mm -hmm. stuff and more of like you know like Julia and Joanna who are you know like performers. serious performers yeah. really good singers and um how did you look like, up with them they I found through Instagram through mutual friends and also just like like trying different like pockets of Instagram basically just like spent lots of time watching people's videos and stuff and like and then you would just reach out and be like, hey, you know. Yeah, and people are, that's the other thing I forgot is like, people want to play music. Like, I, I couldn't believe like how positive the response was. And like, it's not like this gig pays crazy well and like it, touring is hard, but people like are excited about it's an adventure. doing it. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it, I'm kind of like, partly I'm like, 
this, I guess this is my, I'm like finding my new world in New York, which is really exciting. That's so I'm kind of like, should I leave right now when I'm kind of like meeting these new people and right. like finding people who kind of have some more similar goals to me? Is this the time to kind of like cave away? But man, it's, I think it seems, it feels like the I right thing. Like, yeah, I mean, like go up at least for a while. You can always go back, you know? Yeah, like, and it's only, it's only like four hours away, and I'm yeah. sure I'm gonna go back and forth a lot anyway, but exactly. It's, it's, um, yeah, I feel I feel better and better about it too. The deeper we get into tour, and I'm kind of like, man, really crave just like being alone and like with family, basically, which are just people that you can like be alone, be alone and with. Be around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, like I haven't met my like nephew yet. Like, yeah, you got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so. the, the the toughest thing I feel like on tours is like privacy and solitude. Like, yeah. as someone that is introverted, you know, as you seem to be as well, I would say. Yeah. Um. It, yeah, it can just be hard to like know how to rejuvenate. Like uh, you just feel constantly beat down because you're constantly around people. Totally. Like, which I love all the people that I'm around, but it also just doesn't allow for like I don't know. Yeah. It just totally. I feel like I don't know how to get to know myself. I don't know how to like totally. ground myself. And even people like we have very like understanding about like I know like I just sense that you don't want to us to interact with you right now so we're gonna leave you alone but you, you're just still in the same room you're still in the same van and like mm -hmm. even though you know that they're trying they're respecting you giving you space you're still like aware of them around yeah. you and yourself being in a room with other people and it's like you can't there's no substitute for just being completely alone i mean try like the bus is cool but like oh you're literally God. sleeping in a tiny room with eight people yeah. all in like something that's about a quarter size of a red roof in you know what i'm saying like <laughs> now you have a curtain you know like and earplugs but that's about it yeah. you know so like i just have to get so high every night to fall asleep like i just Damn. have to become a drug addict um but yeah that that's so yeah that could be worse. so i i think I, I think your boston plan is 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 tight airtight thanks yoni yeah i feel good about it yeah um, what, what do you feel like you would do if, if you weren't doing this exact thing, like the, the sort of songwriter, producer, artist, what, what would you do? Like, do you have any other dreams or goals that you want to sort of achieve? Like outside of music? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or outside of that specific thing. Mm. Asking I... for a friend. Um, I, I mean, like I said, like, orchestration is my favorite thing, yeah. getting to work with. Like, so, like, scoring, maybe? Scoring, and, like, I would love to write, like, a ballet. Or, just, like, some kind of experimental classic musical piece, or, I don't even... I, you, just, where you so would collaborate much. with a choreographer or something like that? Or do yeah. you do that sort of thing, too? I don't know. I don't, but I, I, I always say that I want to do it, I'm like, if, like, it's not... Like, I could just do it on Logic, like, I, I don't know why I haven't done it yet, so I don't know what holding me back but um yeah I mean like I remember Sufjan Stevens did like the BQE it was some piece they did with um what's his name Peck Justin Peck the dancer and I was like that looks really cool I want to do that yeah I like stuff like that I like being like more behind the scenes and and working with other mediums I I, I love movies too I think also Sufjan Stevens just like writing movies writing songs for um 
Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. Like, man, that would be so fun. Because mm-hmm. I think scoring itself would be kind of frustrating when you're like, you have to answer to a director who wants something very specific. It's the same problem I had with like writing jingles where it's like... You wrote jingles? Like, I interned at, like, this, like, jingle house and, like, did a little bit of it. And, like, I've done a little bit of kind of, like, for hire writing. And it's always like, man, you want me to make this song crappier? Right. (laughs) Like, it's, it's, like, it's kind of painful. So I feel like, I mean, Sufjan Stephen, the way he's, like, in a perfect position where the director was like, I want a song that sounds like you. And, like, base it on this. kind, And they give you kind of, like, what they're looking for, basically. But you're not trying to, like, write it to... That's a dream. That's a dream. And he kind of created the sort of, like audio vibe for the movie even mm. though he didn't soundtrack it, he, it his songs I think he only did two songs for the movies from what I could tell yeah, I, I think, so. think but they really sort of like encapsulate yeah, the totally, vibe of the movie totally set the tone for the whole exactly yeah. I, that that seems like a dream and you're right like scoring I've thought about that too like what yeah. I, could I score something but yeah I've all I, that also seems like that could be a whole nother set of difficulties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, making songs for something like that's my dream is like the song when the end credits start to roll. Yeah. You know, it's like okay. Yeah. There's always something about and when you hear that song in the theater. I always feel like I always notice the production a lot, like because you're hearing it on these huge speakers, yeah. and you really can sort of hear the detail, and yeah. I really, I really have always liked that. Yeah. And score too, for that matter, in that way. But is that what, is that your answer too? It's the same question. Would you do like? I, I would like, love to do. Th- I mean, I'm 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 I kind of honestly have my. I'm wide open right now. I'm like I, yeah. I would try whatever. Like that's sort of how I feel. Um, jingle sounds fun as hell to be yeah. honest to me, <laughs> and I and I I've never tried it, so I'm sure that would be frustrating too. Like yeah, but. Uh, to me, it sounds fun. Something that's low pressure. Something that's not like you. You're not putting like your heart and soul into it, but mm. it's more like a craft thing. Yeah, sounds fun. Um, I don't know. I I would do whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun doing like kind of low pressure stuff. I got like our label has this person who pitches songs for like ads and TV and movies and stuff, and so we've kind of started this thing where I, this friend. Um, who's a great producer and he does kind of a little bit more like poppier like even like like his drum beats are a little bit more like hip hop they he can do like trap beats way better than I can and it's been really fun just doing like goofy stuff for like no pressure not to release under like our names or anything but just to like give you just to give her it to, to the pitch. publisher or whatever yeah and then she can pitch and it's like yeah this is so fun like the lyrics don't have to mean anything at all yeah. <laughs> and like just make some quick money for like even just like demo fees if you don't get it. Yeah. Just like, basically just like taking all the pressure off of music. Yep. Instead of being like writing LP2 and like people are paying attention and what's like the meaning of this. It's like nothing. It's just a song that we want to have in a movie, you know? Like, yeah. That's, I think, I think it's good to have the balance of those kinds of things and just like. Absolutely. Being goofy and music, remembering that it's just fucking music, you know? It's like. Totally. But also. There's something, there's something about the weight of like, yeah, like. LP2, this is yeah. it, this is it, you know, that is, like, stressful. Yeah, and also, like, I always was pretty light about music, I was like, yeah, it's fun, like, like I was saying, like, make decisions pretty quickly, so I'm not, like, really, like, agonizing over things, but, like, even when you go on tour, and now that our album's out, this is the first tour since the album's been out, and, like, people coming up, like, to the merch table and being like, 
this song means this to me and like it's like thank you for making music and like oh my god people are taking this stuff seriously and it makes me feel like oh man I gotta really like maybe I should be taking it more seriously and then it adds this kind of like it's like really nice that people care and are listening but also it's like I yeah like I should really think about this and I should like be careful about the lyrics that I choose and the and the songs that I make. But that's like so, that's like makes it, then you're self-conscious about it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing. It's trying to find the balance of being yeah. like, take it, take it seriously. Don't just like toss off lyrics. People like really read into them. Mm-hmm. And not that I like, like toss off lyrics, but like, like makes me want to think even deeper about what I'm saying. Cause People, I, I, are, people I, are listening. People are listening. Yeah. And, like, I'm much more of, like, a music person than a lyric person, like, I in see. terms of when I listen to music. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, the other people in my, like, in my band right now, like, we're listening to music, and they, like, listen to a song, and they started laughing. I was like, well, what are you laughing at? They're like, did you not hear the lyrics? I was like, no. <laughs> I'm not hearing lyrics at yeah. all. I'm just hearing yeah. the melody that they're singing. So I know people, like, people hear music differently, and it's like... Definitely. And part of part of it is just like as a fun challenge, like really see the best that you can do in all aspects of it. You know, like the sounds, the arrangements, the lyrics, the mixing. Yeah, <laughs> mastering. Definitely, it's, no. You can go. You can go down rabbit holes on every single yeah. one of those things, no doubt. Yeah. And I think, yeah, having that balance. I feel like for me, I, I've sort of lost that balance because I have been doing the like album tour album tour album tour thing mm-hmm. for so many years that it, there's so much weight on like everything that I'm doing right that sort of stresses me out so I feel like I need that like I need to do jingles on the side or something you know yeah, something that can be like levity. all right this is like just like yeah levity this is just like doesn't matter you know whatever yeah just yeah that that kind of like outside myself thing yeah, yeah. music can be fun you can yeah. you can sort of get too navel gazy or just sort of caught yeah. up in the in the the self for for me anyway I can tend to do totally that. yeah especially when you hang out like with musicians all the time too it's like like most of my friends are musicians and like, yeah. this is what we talk about it's like who are you touring with did you hear they, like this person's album did you see the tour that they got and like they got on this show and like their album's got this review and it's like get uh, that's a whole other thing that can, out of this yeah that can definitely wear on you and it's so hard to not let it get to you. Like, there's always going to be somebody that you're looking at, like, oh, I wish I had that yeah. thing or that <laughs> so status or that whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's another tough thing, for sure. But I think ultimately, I don't know. I like to take the very long view approach, like the wide mm-hmm. thing, and just, you know, we're all just like these little we're just sort of like saying our truth here in our in our in our music and just sort of mm-hmm. putting it out there and that's really what matters is just like you know we're just communicating you know what mm-hmm. i mean just just like having a conversation through the music and and uh you know but it, it's easy to get caught up in in and all that stuff especially yeah yeah with the social media and stuff and seeing what other people are doing and, yeah, yeah. Man, it's, it gets toxic <laughs> yeah for sure um, well, cool. Anything else you want to talk about? Did we did we mi- glaringly like miss like a bunch of stuff or did or we? Um, well, I want to say thank you guys for having us on this tour. And like I said, thank you've you for been doing it. 
You've been treating us so well, really. Like, you guys go out of your way. And, like, the fact that, like, like if there's one green room, you guys you guys hang out on your bus and give us the green room. Like, that's insane. It's just common courtesy. It's, you know, we when we have opened for people, we've, we've been treated very well as well. And, you know, you just want to feel like everybody's having a good time and being well taken care of. So, yeah. Well, thank you. I, I, we, thank you for doing the tour. It's been lovely. Really. Yeah, it's been really nice. We really, and we all really appreciate you guys, your whole crew. Like, Everyone in your group is so good like, people. Good people, people. Yeah. yeah. Yours been, too. Yours too. Thank you. It's been fun getting to know you guys. Thank you, Barry. Let's let's uh let's take a photograph or something to nice. so we can have it on the thing. Say bye to the people out there. See ya. Thank you so much for another award-winning episode of The Wandering Wolf. I hope I will see you people in December in Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Philly on December 19th, 20th, and 21st. Uh, Gabby's World opening for the 19th and 20th, 21st, is a festival put on by the Front Bottoms. Uh, Really good shared bills all around. Thank you so much, Barry Lindsay, for... for, uh, agreeing to do this conversation for the episode. I think it was a very good conversation. Wouldn't you agree, people? Those of you that went over to patreon.com slash thewanderingwolf and pledged $5 or more per month, my executive producers, and now is your time. Indie Memes, Adam Chase, Alexis Johnson, Andrew Lark, Anna Stevenson, Anthony Duenas, Caitlin Augustine, Drew Nocton, Emma Ridgway, Evan Gordon, Ian Tankersley, Jesse Gillen-Walters, Jesse Squires, Jim Laskowski, Kenneth Leanne, Matt Hill, Merrick Jarmulowitz, Michael Miller, Michael Payne, Nick Walls, Paul Solorzano, Bipo Marquez, Robert Hess, Simon Bird, The Arc of E Network, and Will Toledo. Thank you for executive producing this award-winning show, The Wandering Wolf. And thank you, everyone else who pledged over at patreon.com slash thewanderingwolf. And uh, those of you that just listened, thank you for doing that as well. I appreciate it. All the music you've been hearing underneath my voice is Barry. I do have one more um, conversation in the in the hopper, uh, and I will, with, with magic and editing, turn that into a podcast episode uh so expect that shortly thank you so much let's go out on on a barry song all right just to just to seal up and solidify what this what this episode's been about take care y'all keep wandering
outro. I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> or something like that.